Welcome to the Mad Trio Podcast. This week, via the California Pride, Jonathan Charney, James, the Fat Man Stevens, Hello. Rob, the old guy. Yeah, from the famous Rob Charney show. And who the fuck is this? We have Ryan Preston on the phone, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. What, did you say my name was like a what? French accent? Well, I guess so. We're not used to pronouncing it anymore. Yeah, it was. I, I, I had to shatner it because I was not sure if it. So we're going to go straight into my favorite story of the week. Ukrainian army is about to have a Me Too. Ukrainian army decision to make all female soldiers march in high heels and on high heels sparks backlash. Which, by the way, any of these women in the video that are actually on this is from CNN.com. I think it's on the world section. These chicks deserve super credit for marching in high heels in. Yeah, they're they're not wearing like the full ruck, but they're marching in high heels. It's fucking amazing. Jeez. Um, this U- is Ukraine? Yeah. Ukraine's Minister wow. of Defense has defended its decision. Hold on. Ukraine's, the, Ukraine's Ministry of Defense has defended its decision to train female soldiers to march in high heels following an outcry from local lawmakers. Women from the Ukraine Armed Forces will march in parade to mark the 30th anniversary of independence from the Soviet Union on August 24th, according to statements from the Army inform the defense minister's official website news agency published thursday they have been training twice a day to master the steps and are progressing well <laughs> so okay so i have a, for like a specific event this isn't uh like like the new operating procedure no apparently this is for what i got from the article is that it's just particularly for this parade so, I, so they decided to march these 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 members of their military, these amazing <laughs> badass women. So to show how strong these women are, yeah, they put them in high, high heels. heels. Yeah. Like that, that's to uh, go. On the other hand, it looks I mean, like they're walking in stilettos. Not for nothing, that's a fucking flex, man. <laughs> it is for those women that can't. That's yeah, yeah. that's got a fucking power move. <laughs> that's got to be really bad on their back, by the way. <laughs> oh lord! But, you know, I just got a question. Like, I mean, they just train them only to to march in high heels right not anything else but now i think they should have them like do drills in it too you know <laughs> like actually like have them run around and you know in the dirt with it that's pretty pretty ballsy you know i mean i've ivana medved a cadet at the military institute of taras shokovanko national university of kiev has been training for more than a month Today is the first time training has taken place in high heel shoes, she told the Army Inform. It's a little harder than in it's it's a little harder than in boots, but we try. <laughs> how how I why didn't that Minister of Defense go out there and let him march in the parade with high heels? Shoes Stilettos, with, I'm assuming. Shoes with heels are incompatible with combat capacity of a soldier and and a Prussian step on a parade in such shoes is deliberately harmful to the health of the soldier. No shit. <laughs> there and are, they're doing a Prussian step. Great. That, and the, there are five fifty-seven thousand women serving in the Ukraine army. I'm. So I have a sure question. There's going to be a lot less next. I, I, mean, I don't see anybody, you know, signing up to do that anymore. <laughs> and I'm curious, is this something they get assigned to them? Is this part of their dress uniform? Like, and I actually don't know this. I don't know this. And, and, and knew this either. Yeah, knew this. <laughs> I don't knew this or know this. So, and they're like dress blues or dress green or whatever their actual dress clothes are. Do they come with high heels? 
Yeah, well, they, you know. I mean, I, I'm I mean do they have to buy them? You know, military issue. <laughs> yeah, military issue high heels. Let's be correct about well, this. It's got to come with a class A's. Oh, okay. But uh, here's here's the answer. The but stuff. Uh, so somebody Stefanyashina. It has a lot of consonants and vowels in it. Um, it's almost German. It looks like and pointed out that where the arms armies of some NATO member countries issue high heels to women as part of their dress uniform, they are not worn. <laughs> marching in parades. Yeah, then I would imagine that's very much a stand there and, and salute kind of kind of dress. Wow. Dude, I would, I, if I actually saw that, dude, there's a cheering section. I would boo all the guys. You see all the chicks were, <laughs> yeah, come on. That's because, holy shit. And, and only in a small European country or, or Middle Eastern country could you get away with. with Middle Eastern? Yeah. Oh. Ukraine, you know, Ukrainians in Europe, but also Middle Eastern country. I think you could get away with doing the, you know, the the Prussian step in high heels versus any Western country. I, I think that person would be selling used thermometers on the streets. <laughs> Wouldn't have his job very long, that's for sure. I, uh, you, you guys got to see the video. It's, um, if you can see the video I of the training. I saw it the other day. That's funny. I'll have to look at that. Up. And I'm like, nah, I just, I'm like, geez, what the hell? I am so it's, sorry. It's like mean. <laughs> it, it's it's sexist a, for for certain. It's it's well yeah, but it's, uh, do yeah, they, are they also mean. wearing skirts? No, they're in dress. They're 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 in uh, they're in pants. They're in a, like an Odie green shirt uh, and standard. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Slacks. No, they're in their. The, what do they wear below the waist? <laughs> camouflage like it starts I with mean, a c they're wearing camouflage pants uh-huh. green pants. green top okay and black high heel shoes and they're, they're not stilettos so the so whole the, idea of still uh, high heel shoes is to, to look at the woman's leg it makes them look very long and takes that calf muscle and so they're good so you're covering that up with pants yeah yeah so the whole reason for putting them in the high heel shoes is completely gone yeah yeah, it's gonna make their butt look good, I guess, in the in the, the military pants. It's pretty much just to say that they can march in high yeah. heels. Yes, exactly. It's like well, yes, yeah, it's a flag. Our, That's our, right. Our women are so badass. We force them to dress <laughs> in high heels. That's right. They can yeah. shoot their guns and march in high heels. If I was the men in that military, I'd be scared of those 57,000 women marching in high heels because I'd be pissed if I was one of those good ladies. Jeez. Yeah, I just don't get it. <laughs> We've come a long way except in Eastern European countries. Yeah. So did you guys hear? <laughs> Elon Musk sold all his, his collection of homes throughout the United States, and he's now living in a $50,000 prefabricated Texas house. Hmm. <clears throat> Are we sure that this is actually a true story? This is from woodworkingnetwork.com. Your mileage them. may vary, but I've actually heard this. <laughs> I, this is uh, this is not the first time I've heard this. Boca Chica, Texas, stuff's selling off all his houses over the past year. It's unclear where Elon Musk is, will be was living. He is, he, uh, it is now be revealed, revealed he's living in a 50,000 prefab house near the SpaceX launch site in Texas. The house from Las Vegas-based Boxably, B-O-X-A-B-L, is only 3, 000, uh, excuse me, 375 square feet. <laughs> and they're shipped on a flatbed truck. But well, he, he honestly seems like a minimalist. 
I don't know about his, his, his wife or having multiple kids in that. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work. I mean, at the very least, he'll have a million-dollar Prevost sitting out there. And... <laughs> well, you know, that's the thing is I, I've often said over the years, like, like, you know what? If I was rich, I like I don't need a million square feet to walk around. I just want, like, a small enough space where I don't, you know, like, feel like, ah, fuck, my kitchen's too far. I don't really want the snack that bad. <laughs> like, I just want a smaller space with a lot of cool shit. Yeah. You know, so I I could I could see that prefab having like like you know, just incredibly expensive uh, accoutrement to go with it. I could yeah, but three hundred square feet. Your apartment's bigger than three hundred square feet. As a single guy, I could By see a lot. As yeah. a single guy, I could see living in that depending on where. But being married and having a young kid just does not seem compatible to. But on the other hand, he does a, sleep a in the office a lot. Square well, foot house uh, on a on a. 68 acre plot of land. Yeah. Well, what he's probably doing is using that for quick naps and then, you know, <laughs> running back and forth running his companies. So what about his, his girlfriend or wife? Does she live there too? I did, I don't know. You read the article. Maybe it doesn't, it doesn't say. Yeah. He got her one too. And hey, his kids have a, a couple of them too. And by that yeah. time it's 1500 square feet. That's kind of what I was thinking. He just has like three right next to each other. Cause that's what I don't understand. Like, on the other hand, it is a nice, it's actually a nice looking house by the picture I see. I mean, it, it obviously looks prefab, but it looks, it's actually nice inside. Looks good. So, yeah, that might be your next home. Hey, the, where, the way things are going with the vid <laughs> and the predicted crash of the stock market. Um, there, what was it? There was a guy on one of the shows. Was, I was that listening. their lead up to a next article? Or <laughs> no, but there was a guy. That, right, that was terrible. There was a guy I was listening to that was ta uh, talking about how it's guaranteed within the next so many blah, blah, blah. There's going to be a massive crash and yada, yada, no, yada. No, no. There may be a correction. I mean, yeah, but that's, let's, I want to talk to real people, not these guys that want to drive up or drive down stock, stocks. Ain't it? So anybody have any stories before I, uh, I keep going? Go on to your next one. Bye. Yeah, so did you hear that uh, there was finally a winner in the billionaire space race? I did. Yeah. Sir yeah. Richard. Yeah, Richard Branson wins the billionaire space race. Yeah. Bo and, uh, Bozo, I mean, Bezo <laughs> came up and said there's no such thing as a race. There wasn't a race. Congratulations, Branson. <laughs> yeah, that's a, just trying to like be that's, like I didn't win. <laughs> that's the loser talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, as 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 Elon Musk said, you both suck. Yeah, probably, and he's, <laughs> and he's yeah. right. But that's El okay. <laughs> Elon Musk actually booked a, a flight on Virgin Galactic. Oh, good. Elon didn't care. He and, didn't. I don't think Elon really wants to go. I and, can't. I can't believe that the other shareholders of uh, SpaceX and, or Tesla, rather, would allow that dude to fucking get on a rocket. <laughs> well, right now they're they helping. Don't, they don't let the fucking guys who know the recipe for KFC fly fucking fly together. Well, you know, they're gonna <laughs> let this asshole get on a rocket. They're out of their mind. Well, right now they're probably hoping so because he's gonna be. He's getting sued for buying Solar City. So. Yeah, but that's been going on for a while. There were some weird things with Solar City, and it also had to do with supposedly how he was dealing with some employees and, you know, whatever. To me, he's a mad scientist. If he keeps doing what he's doing, I say give him a pass on all kinds of shit. Yeah. Yeah, I still we, I mean, think he's, he's straight just... out of a movie mad scientist. We don't get these guys very often. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he's, a, he's, the yeah, Tony, really he's the real Tony Stark. 
Yeah. Except for being, uh, not being an alcoholic and a womanizer. Well, we don't know any of that for sure. He's a billionaire. He can pay everybody off. You Nobody know, is, is, is me too has a tendency to escape. You would hear, <laughs> you would hear bad things about him. And I've never heard anything bad about him besides the fact he's just odd. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that's just your belief, John. <laughs> that's actually the interviews I've seen, but I am kind of curious yeah, about, that, you know, as Rob said, he could just completely, you know, yeah, he's got enough keep money. Paying these guys off. Keep paying them off. Wouldn't matter. Well, of course, Gates finally had a, Unfortunately, Bill Gates, uh, he paid off as many people he could, and then he finally stopped paying, and all the news came out. Well, that's what happens when you stop paying. Yeah, I guess. I guess, you know, <laughs> you start, you have to keep paying forever. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. Or you just killed them, and, you know, you never hear from them again. Dead men tell no tales. <laughs> yeah, you know how you keep a secret between two people, right? If one of them is dead. <laughs> exactly. Or kill them both and nobody tells anything. I got a little, uh, the, the secret, you know, keeping a secret here got a little stiff now all of a sudden. <laughs> That's what happens when the bodies sit there for a long time. They get stiff. Oof. That's why they're called stiffs. All right. So uh, you guys hear about the coordinated crime sprees in uh, California, New York, and major cities? No, there's no. coordinated crime sprees? Yes. So remember California... <laughs> Raise the threshold for felony charges from 450 to just under a thousand for stolen goods, right? Yes. So apparently, there are a bunch of people who are getting together in packs of, as shoplifters, and they're going into major stores such as Target and Walmart and uh, like Ross and other places and stealing just under per person. $950. You know what the first, not, wow. I am not surprised you by that. You know what the first thing each of them steal? TVs. A calculator. Oh. I'm not kidding. Yeah, so, they so go they and they go track. to the, they still, so they can add everything up. <laughs> yep. yep. So they're going in does, as does, a group. Does the felony include sale tax? <laughs> no. No. Not that I know of. Yeah. No, I don't think so. So they're stealing just under $950 per person as a, you know, so they're going in each person is stealing just under 950 and then rushing out the door with it. And then, you know, it's basically a thing of numbers. So if a certain amount get caught, you still have a certain amount that just made out with just under a thousand dollars. Yep. Sure. So the stores wow. are coming out yeah. and trying to reduce their hours to reduce their losses. Yeah. Was this? Yeah. The... I mean, see, that's the thing is that every every company, every retail company, um, gets uh, like writes off a certain amount of like dead loss of just like cost of doing business shrink. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, we used to get it at Blockbuster all the time. Uh. uh back in the day when Blockbuster was a thing and I worked there. Uh, yeah. Block what? But um, you would walk by Blockbuster and what people used to do. Like you're old, like man. DVD. Yeah. For a DVD, uh, uh, they're called jewel cases uh, for, for yeah. you uh, young people. Neophytes. Um, <laughs> they, um, jewel, isn't she a country if artist? At, yeah. If you look at the back of a DVD player without the, uh, the slip uh, sleeve in it, with uh, the movie title and cover box, 
the the edge along the spine is really like thin plastic. So you just take a little razor blade, cut the back end of the of the DVD case open, and even though it had that locking mechanism in the front, you just slip the CD right out of the back or the DVD. And uh, yeah, you used to just walk by and be like straightening a movie. Uh, yeah, exactly. But you'd be walking by, you'd see just you know when well, we straighten these out, and be like, oh, this is empty, and you'd see it twice a week. I knew a guy who uh, at Hollywood Video, he figured out that those DVD release things in the box, you could slip off the alarm mechanism from those lock boxes. He figured out how to do it because I saw it one day because he got a couple of nails on a board and just pushed it in, slid it off, took the DVD and, and put it back. And when I, when I worked at the, the, the Big Blue Spark, one of the former employees stole the key, the magnetic key to the spider locks. Oh, and shit. just just apparently her last day took a bunch, got a pair of dikes, cut it off. And I guess she, let the story goes <clears throat> that I heard is gave them to a couple of people. Because hmm. once you have that key, and by the way, you can buy these online. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I, uh, it's funny. The side story is the, the security guy at the time said, oh, it's a felony to have those. I, and I said, in what country is it a felony <laughs> yeah, to have exactly. those? Russia? Yeah. Because... You know, you know, it's like I can buy a cable black box. It's just illegal to use it. That that's uh, and and yeah. So this this chick I guess stole a lot. There was another employee that stole. Uh, Walmart has these pre-made displays called PDQ. They're an industry standard. They called pretty damn quick. He stole an entire display of a woman's perfume. And this is Walmart. Oh, this is Walmart, by the way. So it probably smelled like that perfume you give your your daughter in that set of makeup. You know, oh, when God. she's four. Yeah. Hmm. So I it, it's it's amazing. Like that store, I remember hearing stories of when in California it was voted what was it five hundred and something to the nine hundred and fifty. Like overnight, I heard from that store like the shrink doubled. And then when I left, oh, it keeps going up and up. And and when I left, it went from like one point five million to three point five million within a couple of years. And this is happening in the state of California so much, I just heard that it was either Walgreens or CVS now. It was closing at 6 p.m. in San Francisco. So, you, you know, we've got a couple of politicians within the state of California that this has been brought up to, and they're telling the story. So they just need to hire more security people. You can't yeah, do anything. Okay, in the state. You, you yeah. can't do anything. So no. if, if anybody's actually... I mean, that, that's how ill-informed these politicians <laughs> are. They don't understand it. So at, as this was explained to me, security in stores, what they can do, they can follow you. They can do what's called aggressive customer service, which is, by the way, incredibly fun to do. Aggressive customer service. I like that. I got a story. And I about, love the term. Yeah. I, I got a story about that. <laughs> um, and basically, they follow you around. They cannot touch you. If, if somehow they catch you in the right moment, they can say, please come with me. But they can run away. And in most stores that I know of, as soon as they leave the front door or any door, you are legally obligated not to follow them because following them onto the parking lot <clears throat> could cause them to sue the store. And there's there's all so sorts of store things. policy. Yeah, yeah. That's not a that's not law. Most no no it's not. Most stores follow that though. Right. Well, the stores yeah will have that policy simply because of the liability. <laughs> yeah. They don't want to uh, be liable for their employees getting their ass beat in the parking lot. <laughs> or or worse. They're like, I saw a video, or, and I don't, or I don't yeah. know how old it is. There's a video of, a, I think it was a Target, Walmart, one of those stores in Canada. And these Canadian uh, store cops were like doing lock, joint locks on this guy. Give up, give up, and just beating the tar out of the guy. 
It's like, <laughs> wow, those Canadians are hardcore, to bring it back to a story James talked about last week. Um, Told you. So. <laughs> They're violent little fuckers. <laughs> I, I we we know this personally. There's a there's a family story about my sister and a float plane pilot. Um, so aggressive customer service. I had a manager in the Blue Spark walk up to me and said, "You see that lady in your department?" I said, "Yeah." She's like, "Keep an eye on her." And me being incredibly bored and having nothing to do, decided this is a perfect opportunity to see how far I can push things. So well, I, I would say no more. I've so, been hoping all week for somebody to tell me to keep an eye on somebody. Right? <laughs> the right guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so finally, I can stop somebody from stealing my department and getting blamed for it. And so I, so I walked up to the lady, said, how's it going? Started a conversation. And she said, I don't need anything. Okay. So I just started cleaning up, the, cleaning up next to her. And just for five 10 minutes, I just never left her side. <laughs> just kept following her and cleaning and, shelves every show yeah, where she went. And keep talking about, oh, have you seen this movie? <laughs> oh, hey, this is the new Kiss album. This is an awesome album, you know. And I, I did this I did this for enough that she Kiss? left. Wait, wait, wait. Kiss? <laughs> hey, Kiss has some decent he albums. He was in the K-Bro. <laughs> Kiss? Sure. Kiss has some decent albums. Uh, name one. Destroyer. Yeah, I don't think so. Kiss Alive. No, I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> a lot of people apparently Keep on don't. kissing. Dynasty. <laughs> Dynasty, yeah. Um, so it was just, <sighs> it was, it was a, this, she was, she looked like somebody who had a little bit too much uh, crack. Methamphetamine? Yeah, because uh, she had that, that look to her face and everybody knows you put a bad crack. skin and trembling? You, you. And no teeth. Yep. Okay. And you, you know, anytime you get a, a meth head in Walmart, for some reason, stuff just walks out with them. Like <laughs> it TVs. Them out the door. It does. It's amazing. It's just like a hurricane. It just magically. Yeah, this happens. You've seen the, the it's, it's, uh, what is it? It's like the Sorcerer's Apprentice when Mickey's waving his shit and all of a sudden things keep walking. It's, it's, it's just like that. Wow. It's amazing. Who knew? Ask a Walmart employee. You mean Fantasia, not Sorcerer's Apprentice? No, it's, well, it's Sorcerer's Apprentice and Fantasia. That's what that short's called, as far as I'm aware of. So, yes. Did you hear what, our, right. did you hear what our vice president thought about our rural people? Oh! <laughs> yes, actually I did. So, you know, she was out suggesting that it's almost impossible for people living in rural communities to make photocopies of their IDs. Now, a number of states around the, the country are requiring actual real IDs for people to vote. Imagine that. That's the way it used to be everywhere. But anyway, so now the problem is, is what they have to do if they want to vote is that they have to make a copy of their ID and they can mail it in to get absentee ballots and or if they want to go into a voting precinct, they have their ID on, uh, on record so that they're able to look them up. But Kamala decided that, um, that you know, people in rural communities just can't photocopy IDs. So, Why? Kamala, are you telling me that I can't go over to Walmart, Walgreens, anywhere and make a copy? Did, did, did you see her bring up the Kinkos? And everybody's yeah. like, hey, jackass, Kinkos, Kinkos hasn't existed in <laughs> Kinkos, decades. Well, I mean, you know, she's typical one of those privileged people. She wouldn't know if Kinkos is there or not. It's like asking, I think it was President Clinton at that time, what, what does a gallon of milk cost? He, he was too busy trying to de uh, to dodge the definition of what is is. Well, I love this guy. This guy on Twitter said, um, "This is listen, Vice President. 
Harris. I, I live atop a mountain on the West Virginia Virginia border, and I can photocopy my ID. I mean, I do it ding, while moonshining, white lightning, and while dueling banjos play in the background. But I could still manage to do it. I thought that was a really great. I mean, come on. I I actually saw this. Did you know what Timothy McVeigh was doing out in the middle of a freaking cabin in the in the but fucking nowhere? Oh gosh! I, I, you know, I, I mean, come on. I actually That's saw a bad point. I actually yeah. saw this. I saw this ad on. I saw this on Facebook, and somebody uh, copy and pasted a link to HP's website. <laughs> it's like, oh, here, here, that's right. Oh Lord, that's our, our wonderful leaders for us. You know, and our possibility of our next president. She doesn't think people know how to photocopy and roll roll in the United States. Hmm. You, I don't know. I mean, George Bush pretended to be a cowboy, so. You know, uh, the people out in the rural areas might actually still have their own photocopy printers. <laughs> they might. <laughs> you know, instead of actually, you know, having to get rid of those things nowadays, they might actually have a certain. They had got to them. That's right. Oh, God. Wow. What are those? Uh, <laughs> they go over to Goodwill and pick them up for like five bucks. You can get your copy yeah. machine. and It's that, that thing that comes up with a blue ink. Oh, oh yeah. Um, memorograph. It, yeah, it's a memorograph. They, they have their old memorograph machine from back in the day. Yeah. With, along with their boxes of mercurochrome. paper and one of those, you know, uh, old uh, credit card copy machines. <laughs> That's right. Do it that way. There you go. Take your, you know, if, if your driver's <laughs> license has race, literally. <laughs> I guess that those days are gone. You guys have no idea how in the early days of my life, when I was a young child, how truly difficult it was to make copies of things. It's it's pretty funny how how far we've come. Great. It's it's good to know that it's good to know that the old guy was a monk back in fourteen thirty two. Yeah. Well, you know, it was really tough getting him to chisel out. Exactly. Oh, uh, he still has, you know, the old beer recipe in stone. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. He was gilding lilies and, and trying to copy term papers. Hey, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Having to handwrite everything and make multiple copies by hand, that was tough. In clay. Yeah. <laughs> in clay. On clay tablets. That's right. Imagine if you were in the military, but you had to do all those clay tablets and triplicate. Hey, look, if we get a, a, a huge EMP strike, I'll be back in fashion here. I, I'll know how to do things. <laughs> oh, man. Can you, can you imagine how many old people are are just looking forward to that day? <laughs> the old days. I don't want to fix a car. Like, oh. Look! Look who needs grandpa again. Huh? Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, huh? it's the, look, look who's relevant, motherfucker. <laughs> it's 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 That's the right. it's the old guy. It's the old guys and that guy from my high school art class who thought Y two K was going to bring back sword play <laughs> and skipping about a thousand yeah. years of chemistry. That's right. Shoot, we'll so, be rolling to it. Um. Did you guys hear that out in, uh, where was it? Let me pull back up. I just had it, and I lost exact words. Yep, okay, I just thought that's what it was. In Lincoln, Nebraska. Lincoln. The that, land of Lincoln, no. Uh, they put that, there was a Burger King that they put up on the sign. Oh, yeah, we all quit. quit. Sorry for the, <laughs> the inconvenience. These little pansies quit because they were in there in a kitchen with no air conditioning. For weeks, with temperatures reaching up to 90 degrees at one point. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? 90 degrees yeah, and you all wow. give up. 
I mean, you know, you I don't up. mean to be, I never want to be that guy. The, I, when I was a kid, I walked to school uphill both ways in the snow, barefoot bullshit. Um, but, I mean, damn. Really? <laughs> I, yeah, 90 degrees. 90, 90 degrees? degrees? You tell him, yeah. James. I, I call bullshit on, on, on Ryan. It's ne- it's never snowed <laughs> in Los Angeles. It barely snowed in the old guy's lifetime when he was there. It no, well, my, my story Angeles. is quite the opposite. The, uh, wearing a three-piece suit, driving in a van with no air conditioning yeah. through the San Fernando Valley in the middle of the summer with a stinky dead body in the back. Well, yeah, yeah. I ha- uh, yeah. A, a car that my, my wife and I have, um, before I stopped driving, it does not have air conditioning, and it was 110 outside for a multiple weeks. So I'm windows rolled down, like head, I'm wearing a, a bandana around my head, like I just came from a Grateful well, Dead you know, concert. Do we like on the motorcycles, get the cooling rags, and you know, you got all kinds of ways to keep yourself cool. Isn't that right, James? You do that in the, in the restaurant, don't you? You know, there was a time that we actually, I, now this is kind of my idea because I had to be shucking peas and fava beans and, uh, anyways, and garbanzo beans, fresh garbanzo beans. So what I did was I took the case of these, went into the walk-in refrigerator and sat in the walk-in refrigerator doing a lot of my prep work oh, there during you go. the day. When it got up to over 110 degrees. Mm. Now, now this fucking 90 degree weather shit where they're complaining. <laughs> about, you know, no AC, I'm like, you guys are wusses. Yeah, but this <laughs> is no. Mean, f- I get the kitchen gets hot. It's no fine dining restaurant though. You said it was Burger King. So. Yeah. Come on. yeah. I mean, you I know. mean, I doubt that they don't have AC up in the dining area. You guys can just go take a break up there for like five minutes. Yeah. You work in a restaurant, yeah. there's a walk-in cooler. Yeah. You, you go in there. Yeah, but you don't want yeah. to melt in, in the food. You walk into the walk-in for like 45 seconds, and you're fucking golden. <laughs> Talk about golden. We have a break. Uh-oh. Today's show is brought to you by Audacity. The gamer dignity is overrated. Go to O-D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y.com. That's O-D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y.com. Pick up a card game from this website or selected stores. That's Audacity, the unforgettable party game for mischievous people. I'm typing that in right now. O-D-D-A-S-Y, Audacity. Okay, got it. So birds that escape from <laughs> from capacity teach wild birds how to speak and swear in English. If you listen carefully, you might hear a variety of nonsensical conversations emerge from the treetops in certain regions of Australia. The voices don't belong to to the mysterious hidden tribe. However, rather, they belong to our birds. According to Australian Geographic, pet birds like parrots and cockatoos that have escaped from capacity are inadvertently teaching wild birds words they learned in their human home. (laughs) That's great. And some of them... Birds love learning from birds. And some of them have been rather naughty. I bet. (laughs) Audacity, you need a card for that. <laughs> That's great. Always wanted to have birds teaching birds. According to somebody's name I can't pronounce, an ornithologist <laughs> from Australian Museum, some birds are naturally mimic or mimickers when they hear words in re- repetition or surrounded by assortment of noises that begin to pick up the cues. I'm trying to see, what do they say the words? Oh, yeah, but to be an Australian, you wouldn't understand it. What do we do, lose everybody? 
I'm assuming if if it's if it's from any of the Australians um, that I've I've talked to, it's going to be the c word a lot. <laughs> Probably because uh, apparently that's the 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 c u n t word in Australian hey, is hello. Don't spell it out. People can know what you're talking about. You what? think so? <laughs> I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not saying that word. However, I've heard but Australians love it. We've well, got literate people. Saying? We're not all from the rural areas. <laughs> we know how to photocopy things we can spell, too. Speak for yourself. <laughs> is Ryan still with us? Do we lose him, too? Uh-huh. Ryan. Uh, Ryan is still here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that at some point in the time when I've texted, like, these helplines, like, sir. It, it, <laughs> spell uh, English. Uh, really yeah, or they're like, can you please put your father? It's like, I'm fucking 40. <laughs> Oh Lord! You're like, not forty. Yet. That's what happens when you when you you do phonics. They don't help you a well, whole I, lot. You know, spelling. I just I treat spelling like my math. I round to the nearest letter. <laughs> thank works. you, thank you, Rain, Wayne Cadero. One of my favorite lines. That's a good one. Um, All right. <laughs> I I would just love the fact that you know you're walking through a jungle. Look at this beautiful scenery, motherfucker! What was that, bitch? You know, I just think it'd be hilarious. As you're just you're hearing all these birds cussing or or snoring or all sorts of things. Well, I want to hear them saying it in Australian accents. I can't do Australian. That would be funny. <laughs> that would be uh, the greatest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it would be. It'd be pretty funny going on vacation in Australia and all of a sudden these birds fly over saying things in, with an accent. That would be funny. Of course, everybody over there would have an accent to us. We're the ones with the accent. <laughs> yeah, to them it's normal. So I'm, right. I'm correct. <laughs> That's right. You can say it. It's 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 the tourists that are like, what is all that? It's all problem, no problem, mate. So did you know, did you hear the airlines have come up with a, a new use for duct tape? <laughs> yes. <actually. laughs> so airlines, uh, uh, just recently one of the airlines, uh, one of our regional carriers had to... Uh, Spirit Airlines. D- duct tape a woman to her chair because she was trying to get out out of the airplane, uh, keep it from climbing, and was trying to open a door. You know, at, at some point... Yeah, I saw the video, I saw the picture of her. She looked uh, pretty well uh, bound and gagged. <laughs> she put it over her mouth, so I'm wondering, like, was she spitting on them? I, you know, they just decided they'd had enough of her. They were fighting her for a while, and they just, you know, kind of used the whole roll on her plus zip ties from what I saw. It, so she wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, why not? Hey. Do you hey, think I, it's... I love that. Do you oh, think... was underrated. <laughs> do you think at some point all the crew is just going to be like, wait, Let's just watch. The problem is the rest of the cabin's got to go well, with it. You, too, so. you hear the captain say, ladies and gentlemen, all of a sudden we have a, a, an odd cabin depressurization. We're going below, so, you know. <laughs> but anyway, good job for duct tape, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but is well, this, is this something advertisement. Is yeah. this something they keep on the plane? Is it really? Yeah, yeah, apparently they do. We've been on uh, puddle jumpers that are held together by uh, bailing wire, Some duct of them tape, use and hold. That. That's right. I've seen seats put together with it and stuff, so sure. Well, they obviously use it. If a redneck can uh, make it hold together a car that goes 200 miles an hour and is <laughs> over a circle, it can survive. Well, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's true. Y'all just put that gray tape right there, it'll be fine. <laughs> we'll just keep going. <laughs> or, you know, they could always use NASCAR speed tape. <clears throat> use gaffer tape. They'll never get off. Um, something interesting. Black Widow made $60 million from Disney Plus viewers during its opening weekend because it's fucking $29 to view it. Um, have any of you guys done that? 
So I looked at doing it, no, but I decided I there's not enough people. That I had to get invite a whole family over to you know pay me a mission to be able to spend that kind of money to watch it. And my my question well, did is, did you offer that to John? I should have. Not for over. not for Come Black over, John. <laughs> not for Black Widow. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll give you a bargain. It's, you know, it's $19 at the movie theaters per ticket. I'll make it 10 Not for Black Widow. <laughs> Not for Black Widow. Huh? I couldn't tell you the last Marvel movie I saw in the theaters. Um, but, I mean, would you, so is there a movie, could you ever do this for a movie? Because I think I could, because the chances of me going to the theaters in the next five years are sketchy. Now, so I go see, to the movies. See, now, I have a principle here that I, that I will not... James has compromise on. John has James has principles. I'm already paying to have Disney Plus. I'm not paying again to watch a movie on Disney Plus. Don't you understand though? You have to have Disney Plus to be able to pay them extra money to watch that movie. We hear yeah, it. Uh, fuck that. We hear it. <laughs> That's Di my theory here. <laughs> we no. here at Disney are giving you the exclusive, wonderful chance yes. of having an opportunity to see a movie that's in theaters, and we know you love Marvel <clears throat> so much because you've seen the rest of our crappy movies that you want to see a movie <laughs> well, that I would have watched five so years we've, ago. So we've talked about in the past. I go to the movies because I like the whole movie experience. I like the whole thing. I like the smell of the popcorns. I like the damn drinks. I like, you know, I just do. So there's the whole thing about the movie experience. So I like that. So I'll go to the movies and pay that kind of you money. You just like the commodal experience, which I totally understand. So, but doing this, paying this amount of money at home, and as James put, on top of already having to pay the monthly premium for Disney, uh, <clears throat> is, is a little ridiculous, I thought. And especially the amount of money they wanted for it. However... Financially, I understand that you know they got ob they have obligations to the movie theaters and the theater groups and all that for them to be able to make money as well. So when you open it up, you know what what did you say? You said they made sixty million dollars on, on opening weekend, yeah, just on Disney, just Dis on streaming. So sixty million dollars from Disney yeah. plus viewers during its opening. So weekend. So for Disney plus sixty million dollars, what did it make at the box office? Uh, did it, did it, did See, it. I thought it was the opposite. I thought it was fifty million on streaming and sixty million in the box office. I may have been wrong. But if you look at whatever it is, 50 million, 60 million, whatever it is. So Disney Plus is shy about uh, Disney Plus is shy about divulging sales from premier access movies like Mulan, but is now eager to brag as AV Club reports Disney has revealed that Marvel blockbuster Black Widow ranked in more than 60 million dollars in estimated revenue solely from the customers who are paying $30 each for premier access. That's more than a quarter of the roughly 215 million Disney expected to make from all sources, including US and internal box office sales. So international, you know, if you're a movie theater owner, I don't know that there's any individual owners <coughs> of movie theaters anymore, but if you're a big corporation, you're trying to make money on, you know, screen, screening the big box office blockbusters that are coming out, you know, they're biting into your profits. And so, Okay, I guess I could kind of understand it. You know, they've got to charge something for it. Now, do they charge 30 bucks? I don't know. I mean, they've, they, they're they the smart ones. They're working out the matrixes on this, so they know what they have to recoup. But, I see, you know, that's the way I look at it. See, I, I, I could see doing it depending on the movie. Um, if it's a movie I really want to see, I know the chances of me actually being able to go to see it the theaters is is rare. The other chance is how uh, how much can you watch it? Is it a one-time payment of $30 and you get it for like one shot? I think it's like an all day. I think you could watch it all day. See, I'm and that's it. I I would be good if I could watch it more than once. I would be okay with that. Um 
It's a lot of money, but it depends on the movie. For a Marvel movie, there's no chance in hell I would pay $30 to see a Marvel movie. I don't so like So what kind of movie much. would you pay $30 for to see at home? It would have to be a movie that I really want to see. Like, I really want to see the Dune movie. I might do that yeah, if I say Yeah, but you're a Dune freak. Yeah, you, that's, you, that's, you see, know, that's so what that's it's for. Different. It's No, it's for people. The, the way I view it is people who want to see that movie. Because nobody else is going to fork over $30 to watch it It'll home. be another flop. Trust me. Two, two months from the time it comes out, you'll be able to rent it free. <laughs> right. We'll see. Traditionally, you're right. Yeah, um, but as far as who owns uh, uh, one or two theaters, Quentin Tarantino just bought the Vista Theater on Sunset. Uh, he has purchased Los Angeles, the historic Sunset Boulevard uh, venue, the Vista Theater. Yeah, it's it's money laundering scam for him. Well, he owns a couple. He owns another one. Got to run his money through something. His his comment was he's uh, more than likely uh, going to remove all the digital projectors. It's all going to be film. <clears throat> and from the stuff I've read online, that if somebody wants to give you him film prints of a newer movie, then he'll play it. Otherwise, it's just going to be. That's fine. And I, I think this Tarantino is what's. can do that. I don't care. Well, I, I think this is what's going <clears> to <throat> be happening. And Ryan and I have always had the 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 little argument back and forth that boutique theaters are going to be the order of the day. And I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I, I still don't think I am. Well, I think this premier access is going to prove it going to prove it or not. You know, if you make it $20 or $10, would it be something people want to see? So it, that'll depend on how many people are willing to cough up that kind of money. Yeah. I mean, obviously there were a lot of people this go, let's see what happens in the next two years. If people, if we don't go back to the new normal, <clears throat> the unnew normal, you know, if we go back to life before COVID and everything gets back and opening, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I believe that there's enough people that feel like I do that like the whole movie theater experience. No, I actually agree. Very I, much. I, I yeah. like I like the modal experience, but I guess let's see what happens when when it's a non-Marvel movie. Because let's be honest, yeah. Marvel movie is a special. Like, if it's a Marvel movie, chances are there's going to be a group of people who are going to pay to see it. Now, if it was L.A. Confidential, if it was The Terminator back in the day, was it somebody somebody wanted to see? And I, I don't think they will. I think it has to be a, a top-tier movie. I don't see any movie gonna other than that going to be on this. I think never the only make time, a movie. I, you know, maybe some decent sci-fi. The only sci-fi. movie they released anymore anyway. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the next Star Wars movie or maybe the next Star Trek movie or the next sci-fi movie that sci-fi nuts okay. have to see. Star Trek or yeah. Star Wars. It's or there's something that you really, really want to see and yeah. then and for some reason you couldn't go to the theaters, would you rent? Oh would yeah. You spend if I if there was a reason I couldn't go, I I'd have to be <laughs> You broke a leg broke a leg so you, I couldn't go, yeah. You broke a leg because playing I'd much under- rather watch a movie like that in the movie theater you, than I would you, at home. You broke a leg playing underwater uh polo. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. I underwater polo. <clears throat> that mallet sinks you. That's the best you can come up with. <laughs> it's the clean one I could yeah. say that wouldn't get my dad giving me the glare. <laughs> no, I don't know, but I, you know, so yeah, it's I don't know thirty dollars. I would see. I looked at it because I kind of want to see it because I like Scarlett Johansson, but I did. I was not willing to spend thirty bucks. You see, I don't. For me, it's a marvel. Like I like her, <clears throat> and I do. I ish want to see the movie. But it's the fact it's, to, to me, Marvel movies, I'm burned out on hero superhero movies. Well, but see, she's not really a superhero. She's a superhero. She's got no powers. <laughs> Batman's a superhero. She's a superhero. Well, okay, so what be, what makes a superhero? 
What makes Bruce Wayne a superhero? His costume. I don't know. I, he's got all these fancy toys and all that. She does too. She's got a couple of blades and and she's fast. I don't. You know, I don't know. I you know I. So that that's an argument for another day. <laughs> I, oh Lord. Okay, Ryan, your turn. What her new, new story here? <laughs> I can keep going. You got to be part of it here, man. Val Kilmer has a new uh, documentary coming out. Val Kilmer, see. yeah. Val Kilmer has wow. turned forty years of home videos into a riveting new documentary. <laughs> Apparently, he's always had a video camera on all his sets. It's supposed to be an interesting but very sad uh, documentary. He's not in the new Top Gun movie, is he? I heard he was. I think he is. Does he do, do a cameo yeah. or something? I mean, you know, if you've seen him lately, the poor guy. I don't know. That's compared to Tom Cruise, man. I'll tell you what, he didn't age well. No. Sure. Let's be honest. He probably treated his body like an amusement park. Probably did. Tom Cruise had uh, had the ability to do that, and uh, you know, suck people's blood out like the Bloody Queen. Bathing in the blood of Scientologists. Might be, he's a Scientologist, right? So could be. I don't know what they do in those special rooms. Allegedly. <laughs> don't even say allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't say we have no no knowledge. We disavow all knowledge of this conversation. We know nothing, we hear nothing. All of a sudden, it's turned into Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah. This recording is going to explode. Well, he was in that movie, too. Movies. It's funny. You just made me realize. Remember the saint? Yes. About how Vincent Price. When nobody, when that that movie came out, when I was a kid, nobody my age had any clue that it not only was an old TV show, that it was an old radio, radio drama. Show. That's right. Vincent Price did the character. Yeah. I actually didn't know. Oh that. yeah, he did. Yeah. I missed that dude. He was naturally oh, creepy. Yeah, Vincent Price was great. He was really good. I have a copy of the House of, was it House? No, House on Haunted Hill. <clears throat> I've got a copy of that somewhere. I liked him. Ryan, you got to have something. <laughs> I, I, I have nothing against Vincent Price. <laughs> that, <laughs> wow. Okay. I, I get it. I, I, I Ryan, have, have nothing against <laughs> right, 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 uh, whatever he said. <laughs> right. Ryan only talks when there's something important. To talk about yeah well i you know i just i didn't have a strong opinion one way or another on vincent price uh no wait house on haunted hill we, we, uh, we, definitely as opposed to the remake that remake actually kind of scared, freaked me out that was i thought it was at least well uh it was just goofy it wasn't uh <laughs> it, it was too visually too, it was well done that's it yeah i mean sure yeah but it just if i don't know maybe i just watched it semi recently and was uh it didn't it didn't age well it, it probably didn't. At the time, I thought it was... It a was... lot of movies that don't age well. A lot. Yeah. You know, you, I, you think back of movies, you know, you go, oh, I love this movie. And you you watch it and go, and go, what the hell did I like about this movie? You know, that movie, oddly enough, doesn't age well, but it's because of how society is and nothing else and how movies aren't directed was Terminator 2. Mm. If you watch Ter- Ter- Terminator 2 back in the day, it was a fairly fast-paced movie with a li- with story in between. But if you watch it now, it drags compared no, really? to... Yeah, because if you watch like all these new movies, it's all bang, bang. It's, it's scene after scene. It's a scene and instead of, you know... I, I, I like Terminator 2. I'll watch it all the time. I'd watch it any chance I get, but it, it, it's a slow movie now. Mm. Yeah, I... Uh. 
I don't know. I, was I haven't just... seen it in a long time. You got to watch it. I was really surprised. Like to me, it felt slow. Yeah, it was interesting. I was I just rewatched uh, Star Trek Nemesis, and uh, is it the last one? I don't think that was the last one. This is with Chris Pine, though. So oh no, okay, yeah, no, yeah, it's not. It's not. But anyway, it was uh, actually. I thought it was still held up really well, which surprised me. But I was in the mood for sci-fi. I watched I... the uh, Tomorrow War recently with uh, Pine. Was that with Chris uh, Pratt? Chris, Chris, yeah, Pratt. Chris oh, Pratt. Yeah, yes, that was Chris Pratt. Yeah, you're right. How was that? I want to see it. It, you know what? Um, not great, <laughs> but um, it, it, Chris Pratt holds it together the entire time. But the the premise is a little. Uh, I, I don't know. Is it um, kind of kind of B movie version of of that kind of uh, jump forward in time to save yeah. the world kind of thing? <clears throat> plot holes out the ass. Was so? Was it better than the Tom Cruise one, where he got the alien goop on him and he you know he was able to rewind time? No, that that movie is legit, fucking fantastic. I agree. Like, I recommend that movie <clears throat> to everybody. I'm just wondering, was it was it as good as that or as worse? No, I just I just said it fucking sucked. Yeah, wasn't didn't hold up. So you know, no, <laughs> uh, Edge of Tomorrow is That's like it. a legit amazing movie. Edge of Tomorrow, yeah. I just like the yeah. fact that one chick kept killing him. <laughs> that was my favorite part of the whole movie. You guys got a chance to watch Loki? Did yeah, I I've been uh, I've been very much getting into it. It it I've enjoyed the hell out of it. I yeah, it's been really fun. I, I got to tell you, I was. Uh, I've been keeping up with it. I've been looking forward to you know the episodes dropping it. It's like ah, this has been fun. Actually, the other one that took me a, a couple episodes and we may have talked about it a few episodes ago, but was uh, uh, WandaVision. Mm-hmm. That was the other one that you know yeah. at first I couldn't figure it out. It was one of those you know looking back at it, what was like stupid. I should have figured it out, but it took me <laughs> it took me a couple of episodes to figure out what's going on, and now we're finally getting to understand exactly what happened. I think if, yeah. if I think most people don't know the Scarlet Witch's powers, right? And I think no, that, they don't. That's they kind, don't understand that. Yeah, because yeah. she's kind of, and this sounds weird because she's not really, but she's kind of an obscure character, even though she's in a lot. Yeah, of well, the, the comics. You know, I, and I'm not going to give anything away if people are going to go, don't say anything about it. But looking back at it and and realizing kind of how unstable she was. That's kind of yeah, a trick, right? It's a trick to the, you know, you think that's, you'll, you'll understand what I mean if you watch it. It's all the TVA's fault. Well, yes. and I'll tell you what, um, that's the, I, I was looking up kind of the, the plans for Marvel phase four and, um, Fucking I mean, every, every phase that Marvel has done has been more tied in than the last one. Like they, they really have a, a, a long-term plan with those things. Um, which is interesting, man, because they're really doing it like the old comic books. I, I mean, you know, everybody likes to, to talk shit about comic books and uh, our comic book movies, rather the uni- cinematic universes. But it's the same thing as comic books. It really is um, the way everything's tied in together. The the amount of extra characters you can do, um, the little side stories, the the interstitials, the the big tentpole stuff. Uh, they're just doing comic books in a in a way that's visual or or, or uh, cinematic now. Yeah. But uh, like Stan Lee always had the uh, the famous saying of every comic book is somebody's first 
comic book. It's really same is true for these movies. You can watch them in any order and know enough about the individual story to be like, oh, this is interesting. And it makes you want to go back and watch the original ones. Now people get burnt out on them. And I, and I get that that's, that's all that's been put out lately. Um, but I think to me, that's where the argument comes from is like, okay, I've seen enough of these and I still like them, but not at the expense of everything else. That's, that's my biggest problem is the fact it's all encompassing. Like I would legitimately yeah. love to see something that's not a, a Marvel movie or not a DC movie. That's not a remake. That's actually something original material. Yeah. I think Hollywood. Yeah. Is lost. Those well, things exist, but it's so hard to dig through the entire internet to find them. Well, this is, this is one of the reasons I tell everybody, support your local film filmmaker, even though the one I'm going to shout out to, Shunk Films, is in the United Kingdom. But anytime you guys find a, a local indie filmmaker you like, make sure you like their page or, you know, give them a like, money, anything to keep them going, and maybe someday they'll make a big budget movie. You know, and, and that's the thing. I mean, GoFundMe accounts and, and things like that, uh, These <clears throat> it is really, really, really possible to make a, uh, a movie on your own. I, the the editing software is out there. There's a there's a version of, um, and I can't remember the name of it. I was talking to a buddy of mine about it the other day. The uh, this um, 3D rendering, like essentially making graphics uh, for anything, CGI um, program that some guy made and just free sourced it on the internet. Mm. So anybody can basically use this this software, and if you're good at it, if you spend enough time at it you can do anything that anybody else is doing. I mean, it's like lightweight 3d, you know, kind of stuff. I've, uh, I've donated to a couple of go, uh, not GoFundMe. Uh, it starts with a K, but I've done a couple of GoFundMe type things. Yeah. I've done for Kickstarter. I've donated to some like 20 bucks to a Kickstarter for uh, a movie that sounded cool. You know, just cause I love, I want to see those, those go out. I think one of the biggest problems, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, technology wise, a lot of these guys can do, Incredible stuff. The cameras are coming down in price. Software's coming down in price. All of that can be done. I think the the thing I was really kind of leaning towards is the the problem is is getting scripts, getting people that are writing good stories and stories, original stories, not just you know yeah, original stories, original yeah. stories. And, and it seems to be getting difficult for Hollywood to find scripts that are truly unique. I think it's a couple of things. I think one. I think. I don't think it has to be necessarily original, but I think within whatever universe they're writing in, I think it needs to be a different take on it. Like, I think you could write a story within Blade Runner universe, but have it not be a, be around any of the traditional characters, and they still think it would be an original movie. The other thing is, I think Hollywood now just, they want guarantees. Yeah. And some of these movies have, like, the movies I saw in theaters, some of them were not guarantees. Uh, like, Brad Pitt's Cool World was, was not a guarantee movie. Especially if you watched it. <laughs> um, Especially if you spent the money to go see it in the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> there's no oh, guarantee. Yeah. I, I want my money back. Sorry, man. sir. There's no guarantee. Yeah. So I, I think that's I part even, of it. I can't even imagine what my reaction would have been like if I saw that piece of shit in the theater. Throwing <laughs> um, something at the screen. <laughs> so I, I mean, really, I would have, I, I would have started a riot. Uh, James actually showed that movie to me. We were talking about, you know, our, our famous shitty movie conversations. Uh, and he's like, cool world. And I'm like, what's that? He's like, oh. 
He's like, Let's we're going to have it. some, we're gonna have some homework it. later. Yeah. <laughs> and I watched it. I mean, just with my jaw at the floor, just like, I can't believe this movie got made. Did he make you Let watch alone with these actors? Did he make you watch Fritz the cat afterwards? Oh, I've seen yeah. Fritz the cat. So I, yeah. I mean, I had a, a <laughs> sort of a frame of reference for those things, but you know, we got into a talk about like trauma films and things <laughs> like that, but those were like intentionally bad. The, the funniest uh, thing, <clears throat> the funniest thing about cool world is even though it was a shitty movie for the nineties, nobody really seems to mention the degree of difficulty doing what they did in that movie, even when that technology was easier to do like chroma key. Anytime you blend in live action with Adam with with traditional cartoons is super not easy. Um, Fuck that. They've been doing it since the thirties. It was not easy then either. Now look how good. Actually, oh, yeah. Look Mary how good. Fr- who fr- was, uh, frame frame Roger, Roger Rabbit. 15, yeah. 51. Oh, that was fantastic. Well, if or uh, uh, Songs of the South is another one that did a really good job with scenes with with Uncle Oh, Remus. you're back to that damn Songs of the South movie. That's yeah. That you know you can't play today because it it's just terrible. <laughs> but it's a technological marvel. Anytime you mix mix that Sorry. technology just, who framed roger rabbit's probably i think the most famous example great, i can think of that's and, a great movie and they ran the i recently just saw something about it and they they ran it through a, a computer they they zhuzhed it up with the computer used it yeah I, the technical terms yeah. used <laughs> um I and, for, they, and so they, what do they do when they used it up? What made it better? <laughs> um, they just they, they they that's why it looked so uh, the cartoons look so real. Was they just did something and the, and the, them just made it pop instead of traditional hand drawn mm-hmm. stuff. Good, good movie, yeah, it was well done. Well, Jonathan, it's that time. Do you want to keep up to date on the maddest of the mad at the Mad Trio podcast? Check out our social media feeds on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or go to themadtrio.com. So anybody have any final words to end this most excellent episode? Uh, Is that a Bill and Ted reference? (laughs) (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. Ah, I got it. Give the gold man a cigar. (laughs) I'm good. Ryan, since this is the first time you've been You're on the You're the guest now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, no final words whatsoever. <laughs> well, I, I, I have nothing to say to you people. On behalf of Old Guy Tech TV and uh, the Mad Trio, I want to thank you for appearing on this episode. We've missed you tremendously oh, yeah. and yeah. look forward to hearing yes. from you again next week. Oh, yeah, definitely. And um, I just would like to say to our, our, our listening audience that Old Tech, uh, uh, old Guy Tech TV uh, does, in fact, endorse everything said on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I cut that one out in post-production. So, ladies, and, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, for the California pariah, the fat man, the old guy, and holy shit, it's Ryan Preston. As always, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye.